You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam. Mm -hmm. It is Thursday, November 29th, just a couple days away from Ohio State taking on Northwestern. At 8 o'clock on Fox for the Big Ten Championship game, and it's Thursday, so you know how we do things on Thursday. We like to bring on a special guest, and today we're bringing our guy back, Patrick Murphy from Bucknuts.com. Pat, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. All right, before we get to the football stuff, I think you, myself, uh, Beam, we were all at the Ohio State basketball game last night. Bit of a disappointment, bit of a disappointment, but just really quickly, um, just your thoughts on what you saw last night in the shot. Yeah, it was, you know, obviously you'd like to see them win that game. That would have been another boost to their resume, getting a team like Syracuse at home. But uh, I don't think it's a bad loss by any stretch. I think they played well in the first half. The zone really got to them, and they just couldn't make shots. Uh, you know, throughout that second half, two for 10 from three in the second half, six from 24 overall. So just not a great shooting night. And this team doesn't have a true knockdown shooter. So that may happen from time to time. They weren't able to get Caleb Wesson going uh, all that much in in the middle of that zone, which is obviously going to hurt him. Only 13 points, one of eight from the floor. So a disappointing loss to some degree, but not a bad loss. They lost to in the this same ACC Big Ten tournament challenge, whatever they call it these days, uh, last year, and, and everything turned out right. So first loss of the season, I think you probably not like to have that at home, but it is what it is. I think the best part of that game was Thad Mata getting honored at halftime, which was a really cool moment, several moments, I guess, and uh, I'm glad they did that at Ohio State. No doubt. I mean, Thad is one of the classiest guys you'll ever be around, uh, winning his basketball Absolutely. coach at Ohio State. There's nothing nothing but good words for us here to say about Thad Mata. I mean, that guy turned Ohio State into a an elite college basketball program. Pat, going back to uh, the basketball game last night, you know, we, uh, not we, but, you know, people were asking Chris Holtman during uh, the postgame, uh, if, you know, how would he grade his team throughout the first, you know, seven games of the year with the Big Ten slate coming up? You know, they got Minnesota at home on Sunday for a quick little turnaround, 7 o'clock. Uh, so I'm going to ask you the same question. How would you grade this team so far into this year? Because me personally coming into the season, I really didn't know what to expect. You know, I came into this year thinking that they were going to take a slight dip from last year. I mean, you lose a guy, you know, like Kata Bates-Diop. You lose, uh, you know, Hard Hat and Lunchpail and Jay Shantate. You lose a guy like Cam Williams, Andrew Dockich. So I didn't know, really know what to expect. So sitting here today with only one loss, I think it's pretty good. But how would you grade Ohio State throughout this kind of first portion of their season? I agree with you. Actually, after the Cincinnati game, was talking to uh, one of the other reporters, and, and we were really impressed. You know, just the opening game of the season, but the fact that this team was able to go down to uh, a new arena, re- renovated arena, pretty crazy environment, and get a road win to start the year without those guys that you mentioned. Um, you know, playing a number of freshmen, and then they you know come back a few weeks later and, and beat Creighton on the road as part of the Gavit games. Those are two very quality wins those are teams that I think are going to contend to be in the NCAA tournament Um, so I think the Buckeyes are ahead of schedule I expected this team to have some growing pains early in the year they try and figure out how they're going to score I figured they'd be good defensively because I think Chris Holtman's teams in general are good defensively and I think we've seen that play out to some degree but they found ways to win games 
different guys have stepped up. Caleb Wesson, for the most part, has been a beast. So um, I think as the season goes on, we'll see kind of the evolution of this team offensively, especially with the young guys, a number of freshmen. We've seen Keyshawn Woods, um, who I think uh, is still trying to fit in this team as a graduate transfer, um, have you know a very good game when they played at Creighton, and apparently he was dealing with the flu that night. So they do have options, maybe guys that we didn't even realize would be options offensively. But I think it'll always start with defense with Chris Holtman, and I think you've seen that that can bring them success early on here. Talking with P- Pat Murphy, Ohio State beat writer for Bucknuts 24-7. Uh, follow him at underscore Pat underscore Murphy. And I got one more question about the basketball squad because you were in the room last night when Bayheim took the, to the podium. And I know Beam and I, it was a very eye-opening moment, I'm sure for a lot of people in that room, when Bayheim had really high praise uh, for Chris Holtman. Now, maybe a little bit was just coach speak, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but the way he has so much love for Chris Holtman and the many times he called him a great coach, how eye-opening was that for you? Because for an all-time coach to see that in Chris Holtman already, it should make Buckeye fans feel really special about the coach that they have, and hopefully he'll be around for a long time. But how did that hit you, those comments from Beheim last night? I wouldn't say I was surprised because almost every coach that comes in that room has something really great to say about Chris Holtman. Um, Beheim, obviously, as you mentioned, is a legend, but guys that I've talked to both you know, in the post game and, and other places have always said really good things about Holtman. When Ohio State hired him, we reached out to some people and, you know, it's, it's been very positive. And obviously we've seen that translate onto the court with the success the Buckeyes have had. So I think he's a rising star in the game. Very similar to Thad Mata. I was actually talking to, to Timmy Hall as we walked back from Thad Mata's halftime press conference and just how similar these two guys are, you know, different type of humor, but, but just, really similar in the way they kind of handle their teams, handle the post-game press conferences, and I think both very good coaches. So Ohio State hasn't missed a beat uh, when going from Chris or going from Tad Mott, I'm sorry, to Chris Holtman. So we know that uh, moving on to a different sport here, it's a big week in Columbus, big week uh, in Evanston and Chicago. You got Northwestern, the Wildcats up there, Big Ten Coach of the Year, and Pat Fitzgerald coming down uh, to Indianapolis to meet up with Ohio State and Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes. Pat, what's your first initial reaction to this game here? Um, just looking at what Northwestern does, we know that they're a typical grinded out team they got a, a very good defense their offense I think is uh very underwhelming uh but where do you sit I mean we know that Ohio State just blew the doors off Michigan last week so where do you sit here looking at Ohio State's offense versus Northwestern's defense uh what do you think a possible mismatch could be heading into Saturday I think the interesting thing with Northwestern's defense is the way that they keep teams in front of them they don't allow the big plays which is something Ohio State likes to do uh, looking at Northwestern this week, they've in the games that they've lost, it's been by an average of just eight points. Um, you know, Notre Dame, who is obviously you know a team that's most likely in the playoff here, only lost or only beat Northwestern by ten. It's it's just a team that's going to force you to to take the the small chunk plays. You know, six, seven, eight yards if you can get those. Those are those are positive things against this defense. Um, you know, I don't think that they're going to be able to stop Ohio State's offense, but they can't get um, impatient and try and take that deep shot when it's not there and, and maybe have a turnover or something that could kind of swing momentum. I think that, you know, like I said, Dwayne Haskins, the running backs, they, they need to take those small chunk plays and just move down the field. I think they'll be able to do that just fine. Um, and looking at the other side of things, you know, Northwestern's defense is, or Northwestern's offense is good. They don't have that explosive player like the, the Anthony McFarlands or some of those guys we've seen been able to, 
uh, really hit on those those big plays against Ohio State. Uh, their running back, Bowser, I believe is his name, a uh, good player, but I think similar to Michigan, he likes to run up the middle. I imagine that Pat Fitzgerald will have some more wrinkles and, and try and do some things than uh, Michigan did last week, but uh, I, I just don't see the horses on Northwestern's team that will allow them to keep up. I do think it'll be crucial for Ohio State to get out to a fast start, similar to the way they did last week. Just just don't give Northwestern any confidence. Come out, you know, if you're, you're on defense, get a stop. If you're on offense, get down there, score a touchdown, and get this thing rolling quickly because that seems to be when the Buckeyes are at their best. Pat Murphy from Bucknuts joining us here on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. I think a very hot topic in Buckeye Nation over the last month or so has been the Tate Martell package, and we heard Urban come out. Yeah and just talk about how much he loves Tate Martell and wants him to probably see some more playing time and all that good stuff. Where are you personally with that? Because I know Beam and I have been going back and forth with this, and I know it started because of the red zone struggles and things like that. But when you see Dwayne Haskins and him being able to run the rock lately, you talk about 15 rushes against Maryland and right out of the gate last week against Michigan running the ball. Do you think that's a necessity for the next two games this year? I don't. Um, And I wrote about that this week that, you know, if Dwayne's going to run the ball, if he's willing to run the ball, because I don't think he was for most of the season, then I don't understand what Tate brings to the game coming in. You know, Dwayne is a bigger body. He kind of fits that style of, of short yardage running. Um, and if he's willing to put his body on the line for the team, then then I'm not sure what, what Tate does. From the little we've seen, you know, he's, he's not great in the zone read at this point in his career. I think in high school he was able to keep the ball a lot of times and just make guys miss. Obviously, you're not doing that at this level, and he just hasn't had the experience of doing it in games. You know, in practice, he's not getting hit often and, and whatnot. So I'm not sure what the point of it is right now other than keeping Tate happy, and that's kind of what I got <laughs> from Urban Meyer's comments this week of, you know, I want Tate in the game. I think that they realize that this is a kid who admitted on, you know, his first interview with the media back in – uh, January of his freshman year that, you know, he came to play sooner rather than later. You know, he's a, he's a, was one of the top recruits in the country, uh, Gatorade player of the year. So, you know, he expected to come in and compete for playing time, but he also knew what he was getting into with the crowded quarterback room that featured JT Barrett, Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins. And I think those guys have to learn to wait their time. And I understand you want to keep Tate happy. You don't want him thinking about transferring, um, if and when Dwayne leaves, you want him to be the next guy. But to me, you want to put yourselves, and, and by that I mean the Buckeyes, in the best situation to win games, and that's scoring touchdowns. And right now I think they've gotten one touchdown when he's come in the game um, in, in these recent games here where he's done the red zone package, and that was when they brought Dwayne back in against Michigan State. So I, I just think if you've got something working with Dwayne, obviously he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country throwing the ball and now he's showing the ability to run the ball and the willingness to run the ball and fight for those tough yards plus you've got two running backs that are pretty good and have kind of figured things out the offensive line obviously played their best game last week so I just don't see the need for it especially if you're not going to throw out of it you know if you want to bring him in in certain situations just to kind of change the pace of things I guess I understand that but you know it just seems to me that you, you've got your top dog quarterback and there's no reason to mess with things and and risk penalties or or other issues fumbles like we've seen in these last three games big topic uh not even just here in columbus or down in norman oklahoma but really around the landscape of college football pat has been uh what happens if oklahoma wins this week and what happens if ohio state wins this week do you think it takes an oklahoma loss uh for ohio state 
to uh, find themselves into uh, that top four to get into the college football playoffs? I do think it's it's likely that it will take an Oklahoma loss. You know, maybe if Ohio State just blows Northwestern out and yep. Oklahoma wins in a in a close game, maybe then the committee moves Ohio State up. But the committee chair Rob Mullins on on Tuesday night, both on the show and the teleconference, kept talking about the full body of work when it came to these two teams, and, and he says that phrase a lot. But I think that what they're saying here is that Ohio State looked really good, and they acknowledged this that that was that Michigan game was their best game of the season, that they looked probably as complete as, as they have, and, and maybe as complete as anyone not named Alabama and Clemson in the country in that game, but their job is to look at the whole season, and obviously that loss to Purdue is still out there. Those inconsistent games against Maryland and, and some of those other teams are out there, and, and that's part of the body of work. They can't just ignore that, and I understand that. What I don't understand is how you don't look at Oklahoma's schedule. Obviously, they don't have as big of a loss, and they did it to a ranked team in a neutral site, but how you don't look at their recent games and, and say they've been very similar to Ohio State right now. Um, you know, you, you go back and look, they had a very similar situation where a failed two-point conversion against Oklahoma State got them a win, and that game was at home, whereas Ohio State was on the road against Maryland. I think those two teams, Maryland and Oklahoma State, are pretty comparable. Um, you know, they only beat Kansas by 15 points. That's a team that they should have blown out of the water. And even if you go back to, to early in the season, I think it was Army that held them to their fewest yards yep. of the year. Um, you know, so it's not like Oklahoma's been perfect. Obviously, their defense is a problem. You know, Mullins keeps saying that, that well, they have a historic offense and, and that's carrying the team, whereas, you know, Ohio State, it seems to be that the, the defense is a major issue. So I wrote this week, I think that the committee is setting up for um, putting Oklahoma in if both teams win, and that also assumes Alabama wins. But, uh, you know, I think Ohio State has a chance. I just certainly do. I think they need to go out and, uh, you know, take care of business in convincing fashion. But most of those guys are saying that they're just focusing on beating Northwestern, whereas I heard Lincoln Riley on the radio this morning talking about they know that they have to win convincingly. Um, Hopefully behind closed doors at Ohio State, that that tune is a little different, and they're trying to uh, put in the best performance possible to get into the playoff. But, It'll be interesting. It should be a fun weekend. The good news is Ohio State will know um, what they need to do by the time that game kicks off with Oklahoma playing earlier in the day, Alabama and and Georgia playing just before them. So the Buckeyes will have an idea of of what's on the line when they take the field in Indy. No doubt. All right, last one here for you, Pat. We're going to have some fun here. You have to prepare for a snowstorm, right? You know a snowstorm's coming in. You're going to the store. You can only scoop up three of your favorite snacks. What are those snacks that Patrick Murphy is putting in his cabinet uh, to get ready for a snowstorm? Oh, number one's definitely double stuff Oreos. Mm, I okay. eat far choice. too many of those. <laughs> you don't look like uh, it. Yeah, I mean, you look wait shredded a minute, when we, I saw you last night. We saw night. you last night. I was like, man, Pat's been in the gym a lot, man. Yeah, well, you, you would disagree if, if you saw that. <laughs> um, so those would be number one. Uh, mac and cheese. I'm oh, a big mac and cheese solid. guy. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, probably need something healthy, right? Nah, not you don't really. Need, I mean, I mean you not know. really. It's a snowstorm. You're yeah, like a bear in hibernation, man. You'll burn it off. Yeah. Let's do, like, uh, I'm a big Graders fan. Like, uh, in, in the theme of talking about Ohio State, they've got a Buckeye Blitz ice cream, which is, like, chocolate. Yeah. Giant chocolate chips and then, like, peanut butter stuff in there. That stuff's really good. So maybe, like, a pint of that as well. Now, let me ask you this. Would you combine some Oreos, crumble up some oh Oreos with the oh. ice cream? Would you take it there? Power move. Oh, that would be 
now you've got me thinking. <laughs> Pat's going to do it right I now, actually. Going to the store right now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head to the store as soon as I get done here. Oh, man. Hey, Pat, thanks so much for hopping on, man, with us. Go uh, check him out on Twitter, at underscore Pat underscore Murphy, Ohio State beat writer for Bug Nuts. Thanks so much, man. I'm sure we'll reach out to you soon, man. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All See right, you, man. Pat. That's Pat Murphy from BuckNuts.com. All right, before we uh, take a quick break here, I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games, Beam. You need to watch yeah. the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch? When you just want to see your team win, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month, ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and Mo. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden feeds. Cancel anytime. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Lockdown listeners get their seven-day Free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second and we'll hear from the future head coach of Ohio State, Ryan Day. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. Come you here get for the a idea. second. Come yeah. here for a second. No, here. no, no. Don't interrupt and walk out. Of, okay, so <laughs> Did you sorry. Hear the door slam in if, there. If you guys heard a mumbling voice a daily in the background, thing. my goodness. Daily thing. That's Buckeye Hall of Famer James Laurinaitis. And what he was complaining about was around here on Thursdays during football season, we have some nice places come in, the Walrus, yeah. right downtown. They provide some food for us, they right? Do. And it's free. So James was just being a diva. Wondering where the food was while interrupting our podcast. And what we saw him last night. We did. Just sniping us out of nowhere, really? sitting up top. I get a call. Um, I get two calls from James, and I'm like, what the hell is he calling me for? <laughs> and then he, you know, I pick up the phone, and I was like, hey, what's up? He said, what's up, girl? See you. Turn around. And I turn around, and there I'm like, what? why aren't you down at... Why aren't you down on the oh, court level, man. man? You're a Hall of Famer, and we got better seats than you no to this doubt. game. It makes no sense. He should have been on the floor. We did see Dwayne Haskins on the floor last night. Well, not on the floor, but the row right behind the yeah. floor seats was pretty good seats, too. He was in the house. No, last night was a good night. We saw Michael Red there in the building. Um, but just the Thad Mata thing was incredible, right? We talk about Thad Mata coming out there. Man, just seeing him walk out there, you can just tell his oh, body is just not yeah. healthy. And we, you and I had this conversation right after he gave his speech, man, about – how upset he has to be, not because he couldn't coach anymore, because his body his body let him down. And right. You could just tell he got emotional. The banner's up there. It was a really cool moment last night. I mean, just overall, you and I sitting in there listening to Bayheim, listening to Holtman, um, just overall, that was a good night. So, I, um, no, it was a heck of a moment, man, and it made you feel something inside when Thad Mata came, came out there and uh, gave that speech to everybody. Of course it was, man. I mean, you know, we um, I had to go back back and get my coat um, after after the game and after the press conferences and everything. I had to go back down to the media room. And what I thought also was very, uh, very cool was that, you know, Ohio State, if you've ever been uh, over there to Value City Arena, the shot, whatever you want to call it, uh, they have that boardroom kind of lounge uh, right by courtside uh, where people can go in and, you know, kind of enjoy themselves if they have the certain tickets to get in there. And I thought what was really cool uh, was last night that I saw a bunch of ex-Ohio State players that played under Thad Mata. Mm-hmm. Greg Oden was in there mm-hmm. uh, hanging out. You know, we saw him in the in, in the suites earlier on in the night. Uh, but I, I think it was really, really cool for all those guys to get back to Columbus. I'm sure there were guys in there who I didn't see. Uh, but the yeah, fact that they, they did it upright, man. You they know, they, uh, they brought Thad out. Yep. Uh, the crowd loved it, absolutely loved it, gave him a, a big old standing ovation. And there there's nothing more you can say about Thad Mata. And, you know, we were talking about this last night, like, I just, I personally think, you know, it's got to be a very, very cool experience for Thad to come back and be honored that way. But we were talking about it, Maddie, that like, I think that would be tough, you know, because this isn't, you know, we know we, we talk about Thad's health and, you know, how he wasn't able to coach at his, his full abilities. Yeah. But listen, I mean, this was a guy 
you know, who by the end of his tenure here at Ohio State, he was. You could see his um, the degradation of his body. Mm-hmm. And to be rolled out there last night in front of, you know, thousands of fans who are giving you a standing ovation. But it doesn't change the fact, you know, that Thad Mata was fired. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, this is the winningest basketball coach in all time in Ohio State history, all right? Like that guy, and it, you know, when you're at a, a program like Ohio State, you understand that the winning has to come first. Mm-hmm. And if you don't start, if you don't win all the time, then that level of coaching that you brought out to, you leave yourself in jeopardy of being fired. Now, listen, Ohio State did the right thing last night. Uh, Holtman talked about it. Uh, Thad talked about it and how uh, Chris Holtman invited him, him and his Which wife invited huge, him man. back. You know, that's it's great. And you would have to think that even for Chris Holtman, that may be a little bit weird, you know, trying to invite a guy no back or for Thad trying to come back. No question. Um, and having that because it wasn't like a mutual thing where Holtman was the coach in waiting. No. Like this was – Thad got fired. He had to come back, but I thought the whole night was incredibly cool. Uh, but I just I couldn't get over how hard that fact would be. It was like this oh. guy, the winningest coach in Ohio State history, got fired, and yeah. yet here we are, a year and a half later, where he's being honored at halftime, and he's got a banner dropped uh, in the roof, man. So, so it was I, it, it so. was it was a yep. very very cool night. Anytime that Thad comes back, uh, he's going to be welcomed with open arms. Sure enough, he'll probably go into the Ohio State Hall of Fame at some Quickly. point in his career. Yep. Uh, but it, it was it was fantastic fantastic to see him. He got a little bit emotional at halftime, and I completely understand. Yeah, that. I mean, no doubt about it, man. When you just in that moment where he's got everything just rolling through his mind and standing that sitting in that arena standing at midcourt and just man I can't imagine all the memories that were just rushing back to him and him watching that video montage of what Kraft and Lighty and Sullinger and Odin and Jay Sean and KBD like all those guys showing love to him man I'm sure he'll have that on DVD and I'm sure I'm sure it got all me almost got me choked up because when you think about everything that he's been through when he told the story about how he had to have people help him get out of cars, how he spent more time in the training room than some of the players. I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that we knew around here, but I'm sure a lot of people didn't know what he was going through. And like I said, man, just seeing him walk out of there, uh, walk out to midcourt yesterday, and the pain that he's probably still in should let you know that, man, this was something that wasn't his choice, right? His body completely let him down and it had to kill him. But like you and I noticed, man, he's got the real good Walter White beard going right it's now. It's phenomenal. So it's really growing in. All right, real quick, because we got we might as well do football in the last segment. We only got a couple more minutes today. But um, an injury did happen last night, yep. and it could have a major impact on this Buckeye basketball team. Luther Muhammad, um, Chris Holtman told us in the media room yesterday at his post-game press conference, that's a dislocated shoulder. Now, I have not seen the update this morning. Um, now, that could be – it's a pretty significant blow for this team because last night we saw uh, Syracuse's best player battle. I mean, he sure. only had eight points coming out of halftime, and that was a lot, largely because of what Luther Muhammad was doing defensively. He's been drawing uh, the best player a lot, man, on the defensive end. So that's going to be interesting to watch moving forward. We'll we'll give you an update, obviously, when we get that. But, Beam, that could definitely be a big blow to this Buckeye basketball team who's got two Big Ten games coming up in a row starting on Sunday. Of course it was. I mean, we're seven games into the Ohio State basketball season, Maddie, and uh, you see a guy like Luther Muhammad, like you said it to me last night. He goes, that's a that's a tough SOB right there yes, because he laid down on that ground for a good three to four minutes. And how about he the was, moment? I know. He wasn't moving his left arm, and he gets up. And, and they he, wanted to take him back. He goes right over to Chris Holtman, and he was like waving him off. Yeah. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. Put me right. back in the game. I'm good to go. Obviously, they took him out for precautionary reasons, right. as I would too if I'm the basketball coach. But I love that about Luther Muhammad. This guy's will to win a basketball game yep. and the want to not even be a scorer. You know, I mean, he can score, yeah. 
But at the same time, his grit and his ability to lock down some of the best players in college basketball, Special. which he did a great job against Battle yep. last night, the early portion of that game. Now Battle kind of got going. Uh, and He's an he, NBA he, caliber yeah, player. And when he gets going, that's just going to be tough right. for anyone to stop, let alone Luther Muhammad, who's a freshman here at Ohio State. Uh, but yeah, Luther Muhammad, hopefully he gets well soon yeah. uh, because he's going to be a, a crucial cog to this Ohio State no team moving forward. Uh, and he is one of my favorite players to watch on this team. Maddie, let me tell you about our friends at Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch mm-hmm. the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. The best part is there are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. Go to, go to Sling TV and check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right, we got a couple more minutes here. Let's hear from Ryan Day. Uh, here's Ryan Day talking about uh, the progression of Dwayne Haskins this season. You know, just throwing the ball, obviously his accuracy and his anticipation um, is pretty special. But I think in the last couple of weeks you've seen him um, change his game a little bit and that he's run. Uh, he's made some tough yards. He's scrambled when he's needed to. That changes how a defense approaches him. And um, so I think that aspect of his game has, has uh, you know, helped the whole offense. I think that's such a big thing, what he just mentioned there, because now that you've got, what, two or three straight games beam of him, running the pill, right? And yeah. now defenses know, hey, man, we may have to put the safety down in the box, maybe run some of that TCU defense where we've got the Romer safety down here yeah. to handle Dwayne Hassett's because, look, we saw it in the Michigan game, right out of the gate. He's running the ball, right out of the gate. Sure. That, to me, had to be alarming for Don Brown in that defense. And now you're talking about Pat Fitzgerald having to get ready for another element. You know I've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks with the Tate Martell stuff. All that stuff matters, man. Now that you've got seven running the rock, it doesn't have to be a ton, right? You just show this and on it's film. not a ton, and I love that. It's perfect, right? I really believe that this is a good thing because you talk about the strength of this cat is his arm. You heard about the touch, the accuracy yeah, right man. there from Ryan Day. I mean, this cat's going to be putting it in tight windows for the next 10 to 15 years, right? Yeah. We're going to be watching him on Sundays, oh, yeah. do the same thing he's doing now in the National Football League. So, no, I think the running element is going to be a big thing. So now you've got that 31 situation where it doesn't have to be J.K. It doesn't have to be Mike. Seven can go get it, and like you said, it doesn't have to be a ton. I think they've got a perfect blend right now because you still want to feed these receivers on the outside because those dudes are some dogs, right? And you get those cats on this fast turf on well, Saturday, excuse me, it could be a really good day for Ohio State's offense. But just the progression of Dwayne Hatsis, we could talk for an hour about how great he is. But just hearing that from Ryan Day right there should let you know that this has opened things up for this offense, his legs. It's all about progressing. You know, you, you play games earlier on in the season and uh, you go through your non-conference schedule and he looks great. And then, you know, the, the middle of the season kind of happens where your defense is a bit shaky. And uh, I don't know if it's the re- reluctancy of Dwayne to run the ball or, you know, just they wanted to hand it off to their running backs or whatever. But, you know, it's all about progression, Maddie. And here we are sitting on, you know, two days before game 13 on the schedule, Big Ten championship game against Northwestern. And I truly feel, you know, like that that feeling in the bottom of your heart where you say that, you know, he, he kind of gets it now. He, mm-hmm. he understands, like, okay, uh, if if a lane's not open for J.K. or Mike, I'm going to pull this sucker down. Uh, if there's not a window that I can throw into, uh, I'm either going to throw it out of bounds, sail it into the stands, and live for another day, or I'm really going to try and uh, pick something up with my legs. And I think that that marriage of all 
all of those aspects and seeing different looks and now playing a full college season. Remember, this was a guy who never started a college football game in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he got dropped into the Michigan game last year, but he had never started a college football game. He is in game 13 of his career, and he's already the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, he's going to be QB1 probably yep. off the board in the NFL draft. And so you can't say enough about Dwayne Haskins, uh, really. And so I'm just I'm thrilled to watch this guy's career evolve. And, you know, I think the more that he learns, obviously, he is going to be so, so talented. But hopefully uh, they can pull the trigger and do it uh, Do it on Saturday. Yeah, last one here before we get out of here. Here's Ryan Day talking about this Northwestern defense. They're tough. They've been in that system for a long time, the coaches and the players. Uh, they understand how you're trying to attack them. They don't try to uh, give you as many uh, looks or anything like that, but they understand what you're doing. They really study everything about you and um, really good, to, quick to react. You know, you can probably get a, a play or two on them, but then the minute you run that play, they're going to be on it and get that thing fixed uh, and adjust quick on the move. Uh, really smart and, and can diagnose plays. Real quick while you're in here, James Lornitis, give us a uh, little scouting report on Northwestern's defense, please. Uh, a lot of zone coverage. Really good active linebackers. Patty Fisher, obviously first-team All-Big Ten defense. It's a stud, 6'4". Sophomore captain, one of seven sophomore captains in FBS. Ohio State has another one in Tough Borland, but uh, very talented. They'll get uh, three-fourths of their secondary back for this game, so they'll all be healthy for the first time in many weeks. And there you have it. Drop in from James Lourdes. Go get yourself some barbecue. You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Oh, my God. All right, we're getting out of here. There's that our got a little wacky. That did a good little Hall nice. of Famer James Laurinaitis, a little pop-in for you guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Big Ten Network. I mean, the guy's a superstar. He's a rock star. Send us out, Beam. Uh, all right, thank you for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Tomorrow we will get you ready for everything Ohio State, Northwestern. I don't know about you, Maddie. I'm going to go enjoy myself some barbecue. We'll see you tomorrow. See you.